I warn you now, I'm quite hungover, so. Uh... Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of Two Star Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm joined, as usual, by Graham. Hello. And Dan. Good day. And it's uh, our last podcast before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got a bit of a break. It's the Christmas special. It's the uh, two-star podcast Christmas party where Dan gets drunk, photocopies his balls, Adam tries to cop off with me, and um, what other office party tropes are that, that no one's ever done? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, gets drunk and is sick in a taxi. Well, that's not exclusive to Christmas, I don't think. No, that's true. It's always... Uh, photocopying of private areas or copying off related, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I suppose there's telling your boss you hate them and dramatically walking out. Oh, that's true. But um, we are equal... Well, (laughs) me and Adam are equal partners in this. And then, so I suppose you could tell us that you hate us equally. And storm out. Actually, if you were equal partners, that necessarily escalates me as the special one. Uh, Yeah, it's very much not that. It's good that you think that. Yeah. Uh, we can tell the listeners that we hate them. Well, we do hate them, and we tell them that most weeks. So it might be a little counterproductive. Oh yeah, okay. Well, we love the listeners, especially you. Yeah, you're my favourite. Not you, though. That, that, that didn't sound creepy at all. You know, I'm watching you right now as you listen. Dan Fan Six Two Nine is having a aneurysm right now. Yeah, probably. Mm. So uh, my understanding is that you two got up to some exciting adventures in the Leeds area. If by exciting adventures you mean got drunk and photocopied our balls, yes. Well, yeah, I mean... That, kind of that explains what happened to my photocopier. Yep. Just the, the huge smudge in the middle of the plate. Yeah. Well, you know, every time I go up to his house, I make a point of defiling some piece of household equipment. But time for it was the toilet. This time it was the scanner. Well... Uh, he also defiled my telephone with his voice because it's... we went out to the pub and on our way to the pub we drank um, a concoction called Dragon Soup. About halfway through our first pint is where our story kicks off. Log one, star date the uh, what, 12th of December? I knew you were going to say star date. I had to. It's I'm... like a cool oh, modern no. looking log thing. I'm going to have to hit you in the face. Anyway, this is Graham and Dan's evening of fun. And we've uh, gone to the pub, and on the way there, we drank two t- one tin each of something called Dragon Soup. They were quite big tins, and I regret that deeply soup, soup, all of my life. Soup is spelt S O O P. Yes. And they were very ga- gaudy, I think is the yes. word to describe the colouring of the tin. And the colouring of the liquid. Yes. And they were schnapps based, and they had uh, taurine and caffeine, and what's the other one? Guarana. Yes. Which I think is a. a sexual stimulant. I think basically it's everything you get when you grind up a bull's testicles and shove it into a, a can of schnapps. I would rather have sucked on a bull's testicle. <laughs> With the bull alive and angry about this yeah. fact. Yes, it was. It did not taste nice. It is the single worst liquid I've ever ingested. And I've ingested some pretty bad <laughs> liquids. Yeah. On the upside, um, we're both a bit knackered and a bit sort of, you know, jaded from a, a day of intense children children yes I didn't want to say that well that sounds, Graham's children. they are my children and we did only appropriate activities but yeah. here's a, a tip for the non-parents uh, amongst us having children is fucking exhausting <laughs> I mean it has three or four good points but it's fucking knackering mm. and uh, Dan got to experience a little bit of that today so that was nice for him it was and, and on the basis of this the, the taurine the guava and for something else, whatever it was, has really perked us both up. Hence, we can actually record the audio, audio diary rather than just slumping in chairs going, ugh. And luckily for you, that dragon soup has probably sterilised us. <laughs> yes, um, I expect to be taking nuclear green shits tomorrow. So anyway, we're in Tup-Pub, in Tofts, and drinking Coors Light now to take away the horrendous taste of the... Dragon Soup, which is a can, about a beer-sized can, mm, and, it, ml, yes. and it's 8%. So that counts as two drinks, so mm. we're, we're on our way, and we are feeling a buzz from the drugs. Yep. 
and the booze in that. So could be interesting. Yep. And uh, there's a beautiful Christmas tree to our immediate left or right, if you are Dan. It is actually surprisingly nice. They've gone with, you know, tasteful colours of tinsel, just red and gold, nothing nothing gaudy, pleasant and white lights, and some nice big baubles. The baubles are ludicrous. Yeah, they're not. I want some, frankly, because we have an enormous Christmas tree at home, and all the small baubles just get lost. But no, these are amazing. Yeah, they are a FIFA size 5, I think. Yeah, could well be, could well be. And to the other side of us, there is a reindeer Holy sort crap. of... Well, it that, looks like a reindeer where someone's cut out its eyes. Well, what I was going to say is it looks like an arse. It looks like a reindeer where someone sewed its mouth into the shape of an arse and cut out its eyes. Yeah, it just looks like somebody has put a Christmas hat and Graham, antlers you've got to tweet a photo of that once on a bum. Doing this. Yeah. I, will, uh, I will tweet a photo. It's <laughs> yeah. And then there's a Santa. Who is doing, doing the, the splits. splits, yeah. And he looks, I mean, like... He looks a very virile Santa, I would say. <laughs> there is thankfully no... Just check, there is no terrifying Elvis um, corpse. <laughs> yes. Which there good. was last time I was in this pub when I was here with Adam. don't think we mentioned that on the podcast. But anyway, we're, yeah, what, two and a half drinks in, feeling fine. And uh, shout out to Christopher and Dorset, who described our last going to the pub episode as being like the designated driver. So, thanks, um, Chris. Yeah, I think we'll take you up on that. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get fucked up tonight. Um, so, basically, this episode is downhill from here. Yeah, sorry, guys. So, that's the end of um, Audio Diary number one. Imagine if you were uh, in Bioshock, or no, what's the other one? Um, well, literally, every computer um, game ever. No, literally, Bioshock is the one I'm thinking of. And if this was the Audio Diary you picked up, you would think. This is a shit computer game. <laughs> but anyway, imagine that you are in uh, Rapture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine you're in Rapture and you've just escaped from one of those um, little weird rabbit mutant things that leap up off the ground and scare you shitless every fucking time. <laughs> imagine you've just picked up an old 1940s recording device and this is what you heard. You would think whoever made this computer game is an idiot. So you'd be right. Let's face it. Yeah. So, um, whoop, achievement unlocked. We found an audio diary. Well done, you. So that's um, the first audio diary. Adam, would you like to deconstruct that? Um, I'm not sure there's a great deal to uh, to de- deconstruct. It was two men in a pub discussing the fact that they were in a pub. Yeah, it was not even meta. Just. Just boring, really. Also referencing back to the last time that they were in a pub. Yeah, which is episode number yes. something. Yeah, it, was, it was one of those, yes. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. one, of, one of the episodes. Um, so, yeah, off to a slow start the evening, but, um, yeah, the um, mind drugs really started to kick in in the next pub, which is where we pick up our next... Uh, well... I named the audio file for the first one Dan and Graham's Excellent Adventure Part 1 and the name of the second one was Dan and Grab Evening If Foo. <laughs> so, That's a good sign. Yeah, that might... Uh, I couldn't tell you what time it was. I don't know. I think What we had day another, it was or when yeah, it were. I think we'd had another two or three pints by that point. I can't really remember. We hadn't cracked onto the spirits yet, which was probably a good thing but we had eaten a delicious snack hey wankers this is uh, audio diary number two of dan and graham's evening of fun in the village of altoffs which is just outside norman turn off the m62 junction 31 in west yorkshire now you remember at three drinks in we had normal accents and talked like normal people we're six seven drinks in now many drinks fuck that noise we are not normal people anymore. And we have bought a wonderful bar snack, which we will be talking about in more detail now, because we are going to send one of these to Adam in the Royal Mail Post of Great Britain. Absolutely. Fair it is a plowman's snack food in a bar that you would buy, and words cannot describe Adam's reaction when he's about to open this fucker. It is wonderful. And we laughed for about five minutes. We really did, and like proper crying tears, I can't actually talk, I can't actually breathe laughing. There's context behind that, we're not that, we are that weird, but yes. 
context. So it's anyway, Adam's going to open this fucker, and one of you lucky pricks can win one if anyone bothers to enter, or Dan will be forced to eat one in the new year, uh, new year as he cries. If it makes Dan fan six two nine enter, I've totally masturbated. Six two five. Six two five enter. I've totally masturbated on it. I mean, he masturbated on the one that I ate, and it didn't. <laughs> it didn't make any difference to the experience to me at all. Yeah, no, he loved it. So anyway, we've uh, got a on topic. On the subject of male masturbation. Yes, we have a topic to speak about, which is my uh, desire to woo a man. In fact, my next door neighbour. Now, this actually has some context going back to before Dan joined our merry little podcast. Uh, which was that me and Adam did a bit of improv of me trying to win a date with a different neighbour mm-hmm. who, as it turns out, is a love rat and I want nothing to do with the cunt. <laughs> but my actual next-door neighbour is in a band and, I mean, he supports Arsenal, but we're not going to let that uh, make me think... I mean, I don't give a... I literally don't give a fuck what anyone supports a football team, but... Except that, obviously, this was the first thing you mentioned about this person, so... Yeah, hey. but because when I was 12, I made an arbitrary decision to support Chelsea, I now hate every, bo- every other Premier League club, which is ludicrous, because I don't even give a fuck about Chelsea. Also, most Chelsea fans are cunts. Let's they face. absolutely are. They absolutely are. What a bunch of... Uh, entitled pricks we are. Mm. If I could do it all again, I would support somebody who no one had ever fucking heard of because that would shut down any conversation about football, which is all anybody wants out of that. Making Graham, of course, the original football hipster and thus just as worthy of shame and ridicule as a Chelsea fan. I fucking hate football. I like watching (laughs) it. I like, like... If there's a football match on the telly and I have absolutely no emotional investment in any one playing, I quite enjoy that. Like, watching a man kick a ball to another man with a degree of skill is objectively a fun thing to do. Mm. But saying that I like that team because I chose them when I was 12 and you like that team because you chose them when you were 12 and therefore you are a c*** who I hate is such a stupid thing to say. Graham, why don't you have a beard? You're totally a hipster. I fucking do. But at the same time, I mean, we're all going to die, and basically all we're doing is racing at various speeds towards death and decay. Why not just watch football and enjoy it? That's a war memorial. Let's go and have a look at the war memorial, because that seems somehow not appropriate, but, like, poignant at least. Anyway, we're walking towards some war memorial in Altoffs, and... Uh, you didn't realise there was one. Well, I only saw it because I uh, drove past it on a bus the other day. Not a, not a bus, a coach. I'm not a complete fucking peasant. I like, well, I've, no, I have been on a bus recently. Yeah, I haven't been on a bus for, I would say, upwards of seven years. I take one from home from work occasionally because no. I hate getting rained on. So, uh, I drive to work because I'm not a twat. I run to work because I am. Yeah, fair play. Anyway, uh, so my next door neighbour is like quite a nice bloke who potentially, because I have him on Facebook could find a link to this podcast and could listen to it with his ears and could hear me talking about him, and that would be very fucking weird. It would be hilarious. I, I would yeah. give any money to invite him on the podcast to discuss being on the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, we're at the War Memorial now, and um, I don't really know what to say that isn't in some way um, horrifically offensive, so maybe we should just turn around and pretend this never happened. Yeah, let's do that. Anyway, let's go to the next pub. It is quite sad, and quite a nice war memorial. Oh yeah, I mean, war memorials are, are nice, nice things to see. Not nice, but I mean, you know... They evoke the appropriate emotions. Absolutely. But also, I'm a bit I cold. I wars, and I don't want to have any more of them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I see one and think, isn't war shit? Yes. Which is, I think, all anyone can hope for. Mm. But anyway, going back to my next door neighbour, he seems like a... Well, he, he doesn't seem like a nice bloke. He's genuinely a nice bloke. I've talked to him enough to know that. And um, a few months ago, I was going to go to the pub with him, but then he was too tired and my basement always flooded and I had to bail it out with buckets. So we didn't go to the pub then. So now I'm in a situation where I have been married for five years in a long-term relationship for ten and I need to turn to my friend uh, Daniel F. Mercer for advice on dating because I basically want to go on a date with a man. The um, sad thing is, he doesn't realise I haven't been on a successful date in approximately that 10 year length of time. But yet he asks me questions, which I find hilarious. 
Um, well, the point yes. I'm making is that I don't even know how to begin. I know for a fact I'll have more success on the date because I am not trying to have sex with my next door neighbour. So man. he says. Not him, anyway. And so fucking hell, if he does listen to this, he will punch me in, right in the dick. I don't want to have sex with his wife either. And that is also a bad comment to make if he's listening, because he's going to... Uh, uh, let's... Oh, fuck. Right. That never happened. <laughs> if I knew how to edit this, I, I would have done. I'm really sad that Graham is the one that edits this podcast, because this is never making it in. Absolutely. brilliant. Well, it is making it in, because I can't be bothered. Fair but, enough. Right, anyway. So... I'm going to text him, not text him, because it's not 1997, not even 1994, it's not even 2003, but I'm going to send him a message on Facebook Messenger saying, and this is my pitch to you, Daniel, and you can shout me down, or you can give constructive advice, or you can just rewrite it, I don't give a shit. Uh, I'm going to say to him, fancy a pint in the village next weekend. Kiss. So... Now, Graham and I have been talking about dating a, a bit more in advance of actually doing this, this audio log, and my basic point is, that's all fine. Graham seems like a nice, stable person. Do nice, stable people get dates? Fuck no. You need to neg him. You yeah. need to say something like, hey, fuckface, come get a drink with me, or I will fuck your wife because you're such a terrible person. Now, if I was trying to get a date with a woman... That would work because of horrendous uh, anti-feminist psychology. Because I'm trying to get a date with a man, that would just be seen as bants. Yeah. And I fucking hate bants. Whereas my point is, he may fucking hate bants, but if he sticks hashtag Archbishop, Archbishop of Banterbury at the end of it, it'll all be totally fine. The other issue here is that my neighbour is in his 50s. But men understand bants. Well, There have been jokes about, you know being gay and stuff since like 1824 I would imagine that some of the earliest bible verses centred very strongly around bants yeah and if they had only not seen that irony we'd live in a very very different world yeah totally so anyway I'm going to uh, send my neighbour a Facebook message saying uh, because Daniel hasn't persuaded me otherwise I'm just going to say fancy a pint next weekend breath which, you know, I think is a good synthesis of my advice and Graham's natural instinct not to be a c- And my natural instinct to call somebody a c- at any given opportunity. Which is the bounce part. So it's, it's a nice fusion of polite, respectful conversation between two mature adults and banter. I'm regretting or, our policy of bleeping the c- word. Because right. that's the only word we do bleep. If, if I say fuckface really clearly, can you dub that? Over yeah, the top? no, you can say fuckface as many times as you so like. So if I if I try to get that across really clearly, fuckface, 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 fuckface. Okay, right, fine. Right, you made your point, but <laughs> I, I said <laughs> breath. That's the problem. So, so it'll be fuckface breath. That's fine. That no, that would be fuck breath, which is insane. That nobody would ever say that. Eh, it kind of makes sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> breath you, does, but also. Breath isn't really an insult because that's somebody who has well, that, been uh, licking the poontang. Well, that's why fuck breath makes sense because you're implying he's instead been swallowing dicks. Well, no, it doesn't. It just means you've been breathing in the <laughs> remains of a fuck, which is, I mean, horrendous. There, there are other people on the road. We should probably stop this. But um, yeah, fine. Yeah, um, they, they do look like they want to hurt us. <laughs> no, it's fine. They're, they're carrying walking. One's wearing a Christmas jumper in a very non-ironic way, but he looks probably here. Really it. fucking. That's true. They probably can. I hope they're not racists that I upset. Graham. I did upset the racists. Every time I walk through the village, I have to wonder, did I... But the racists I upset were mostly middle-aged or elderly women, and frankly, fuck them. Mm, right. Because well, I could definitely have them in a fight. They fucked off, right. We can carry on with this. Yep. Um, how long has this audio log been going on? I'm not here. Fuck me, 20 minutes! <laughs> If I was playing a computer game and there was an audio diary that lasted 20 minutes, I would have fucking switched off my Xbox by now. <laughs> right. No, this is silly. This is silly, silly, silly. I don't know if I can edit this down. Yeah, Wait. Totally can. Oh, no, it's 10 minutes. Fine. I read the one as a two. How the fuck did I come to that conclusion? I'm assuming this has anyway. something to do with the dragon soup. Soup! Oh, Daniel did a horrendous fart. Yeah. I blame it again on the dragon soup and call it a dragon fart. Cause anyway, in South Park. Yeah. Oh, did you watch South Park? Uh, not anymore. When did you last watch it? Uh, I don't know. Were you older than fourteen? 
Um, probably. I was then a you have lost any respect I ever had for you. Well, that's how I was a bit of a shit when I was 18. Well, fuck you. And I went to university, and basically there's a requirement that at university you become a bit of a shit for you. Well, I hate you even more. Anyway, that's the end of Audio Diary number two. Thanks, fans! I think we may have just lost any fans that we ever had. Maybe. And then uh, we that forgot to... Yeah, we forgot to do any more. So, um, but I did uh, send a message to my neighbour, and he did reply saying that he was busy on some days but could do another day. But um, his wife is coming as well. So when I found that out, I said, well, let's not go to the pub because I think that would be weird, and they might use me for a sex game and then burn me in the bath. So I said, well, come around to my house where my wife is as well because she is not allowed out um, after 8pm because her ankle bracelet will go off. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I have made a date with a man and his wife, which I hope... I don't want to take the date thing too far with that because I, I don't think I've arranged a swinging session, but, I mean, it's always a possibility, isn't it? Well, you never know. Let's see how the night takes you. Well, yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, so, yeah, sorry about those. Um, well, I, I, I think it gives a fascinating insight into something, certainly. Uh, I don't know that it does, really. So anyway, that was our evening, and um, then we went to two more pubs and had a generally lovely time. And we were going to Skype Adam, but he was busy doing some other things, uh, so we didn't. And then um, that then we went home and no one was sick. Well done. Thanks. That's that's very impressive. I think all in all, that sounds like a successful successful evening. So that's the end of our uh, section. Dan and Graham went to the pub and got too drunk to be coherent and all funny. Excellent. Mm. Put a little jingle in there. Good, good. Mm. Just, yeah, spice things up a little. Yes. Fantastic. Well, as it is our end of the year podcast... Or at least our pre-Christmas podcast. You never know. There might be a podcast between Christmas and New Year, but I find it highly unlikely. Well, that is the uh, the little perineum of the year, isn't it? It really is. So, I mean, we might find that we've uh, got nothing better to do than talk to each other across the interwebs. It is mm. possible. But let's as- let's assume that at the very least this is the last podcast before Christmas, because it will be. Um, right. And as this is a podcast... Uh, it is now mandatory for us to name our game of the year. Oh. Um, I don't know why. Uh, it's just one of those things that the Podcasting Council of Great Britain have stipulated. It is a requirement, yeah. Um, so, do we, do we have any nominees? Um, well, uh, uh, I don't know. Probably, does anyone want to nominate anything? I will la- nominate Lara Croft Go on the iPad, which is actually surprisingly good for a random Squeenix mobile game. Oh, that was the one they did um, Hit Mango, didn't they? Mm. I too have heard many good things about this. I have, I have Hit Mango because it was like three quid. I don't have Lara Croft Go because it might have been more money than that, and I haven't looked. It is seventy nine p currently on the Google Play thing. Well, fuck me, I might go and buy it then. Yeah, it's one pound fifty on the iTelephone, so I will not. That's just your standard Apple tax, isn't it? Uh, that's true. Mm. Uh, the only game I've played this year is Batman, and that was not worthy of being the best game of the year. It was fine. It was all right. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was all right. I've played a couple I think yeah, should I... be worthy. I think Metal Gear Solid Five is probably up there just for the ability to attach balloons to everything and steal them away to your oil rig-based private military complex in the middle of the South Pacific. I think I very much enjoy making a bear fly away on a balloon. Yeah, it's mm, I really it doesn't really get old. It'll be cheap in the Steam Christmas sale, I'm sure. Sure. Um I hope so. And then Fallout 4, which is just fun because it's like Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas and Skyrim and all I didn't of like Fallout 3. Um, I like Fallout 3. Is it better? Really? Um no. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's 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 fundamentally the same game as like you know mechanically, it's more or less the same because it's a Bethesda Fallout game. So you kind of mm. get what you'd expect. I tried quite hard uh, to get into Fallout Three, but I couldn't. But 
I like the idea of it more than I actually liked playing it. So I wonder. Yeah, if yeah. I, I played the entire thing, did the main mission, and waited for it to click, and it never really did. Mm. I, I tried New Vegas, but I didn't really get into it. I didn't really like the setting and stuff. But Fallout Four has been really good fun so far. The writing is a hell of a lot better. The voice acting is a hell of a lot better than previous games, uh, and like it's got it's got some decent sort of companions that actually have personalities and. You know, it's 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 a Bethesda game, so it's quite buggy in a lot of places, and there's some weird shit that happens. But it's generally pretty fun. And at this point, I've played some amount of hours of it. Uh, oh Christ, 111 hours of it, so it can't be that bad. I don't think computer games should be allowed to tell you how many hours you've spent <laughs> on a game. No, no good can come from that knowledge. It's either way too many, and then you'll hate yourself a bit, or it's not very money and all your friends have done more so you feel like you're not getting your money's worth. I can't think of anything good that comes from knowing that you've spent four million hours playing playing a game. Yeah. Oh, the other the other game that I've played, which I've only started playing the last few weeks because it only came out at the start of December on the PC, is Helldivers. Which I've heard good things about that. was out on the PlayStation 4s uh, like six months ago. It just came out on PC. And it's from the people who made Magicka. And it's a four-player... <gasps> shooty co-op thing but it's got friendly fire and yes so you spend most of the time accidentally killing each other and everything you do like all of your resupplying and stuff you have to call in in drop pods and if you die and get resummoned in you come in, in a drop pod and the drop pods will kill anything they land on um so most of the time you just spend it running around <coughs> frantically trying not to mow down your, your comrades and not to drop supplies on them and kill them. Uh, and it's very good fun. Sounds like a nightmare. It's it's thing is, it's one of those games that is complete bullshit, but it's complete bullshit in the way that it's obviously been designed that way rather than just being really shitty and buggy. And you never really feel like the game has screwed you particularly. It's usually your own stupid fault when things go horribly wrong. And typically, when something starts going wrong, it then sets off a chain of events as people start panicking and desperately trying to recover that just makes things go from bad to worse to catastrophic. Um, so in many it's ways, it's, uh, it's Faulty Towers, the, the game. Uh, very, very much like that, yes. Um, yeah. It's got very much a, um, a Starship Troopers kind of aesthetic. Like, that's the... You are you are a citizen of Super Earth, Um fighting against three different alien races as you attempt to uh, forcibly spread democracy throughout the galaxy. Well, it don't sound shit. Int. It's only like, it's, it's, I think it's about 15 quid. Um, but it'll, again, Steam sale, I think, starts on the 22nd of December. So there will be many cheap games, what you can pick up if you don't really own them. So I do I do recommend Helldivers. I don't know if I had if I had to name a game of the year. I don't know. I think it would probably be Metal Gear Solid. A lot of the games I was looking, I was really looking forward to Batman and Fallout for this year, and obviously not getting to play either of them has been a bit shit. So I'm not. I'm not well, really I mean, Batman right. by all accounts was a spectacular fuck up on the PC anyway, and still is after they yanked well, it, I mean. re-released it, and it's still fucked. I think yeah. now they've said they can't fix it and uh, buy. They're still, uh, they're still PlayStation. Yeah, they're still. They are still releasing updates for it. I saw a thing the other day about they they released another patch for it and it still hadn't unfucked it. Um, and they should uh, give everyone who bought it a free console of their choice. I think really it's the only decent thing to do. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, so so I think I think that's that's covered that off quite nicely. Um, unless anyone has anything else they want to add. Not really. When did the Pirates Assassin's Creed come out? Uh, last month, like about three. Oh, the as it, oh, sorry, the pirate one. Yeah, uh, that was or something. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Oh, that's, uh, that's, in a galaxy far away. Oh, uh, that's the only. That's the only other game I've played this year because it was free on Xbox, and it, yeah, I like that. That's good. Uh, uh, I don't just think Assassin's Creed games are terrible. I'm, I'm not quite sure why. No, Black Flag was the one that was really good because it wasn't really an Assassin's Creed game. You could like, drive around you know, in pirate was... ships and shoot people with cannons. Yeah, it was that November was 2013, so it's two years old. All oh, right. Well, that's how up to date I am. Excellent. Mm. So, what else is uh, our of the year thing? What's our film of the year? Oh, that's probably a good going question. To stop. Yeah, maybe oh, if we sorry, thought. I haven't because... seen it yet, so. I can't. I'm not. I'm not willing to preemptively name Star Wars my film of the year because I might not actually see it this year. 
So I am because basically they made it good enough that the entire internet hasn't melted down and declared war on the rest of the world. And that, frankly, it was a high bar, but you know, I'm happy that they've they've. The, o- it. the only thing I've looked at in the in the reviews is is it okay and is it better than episode one? And the answer to that both seems to be yes. So that's fine. I will go and see it, and I think it will be fine. Uh, yeah. Okay, so. Top 10 movies of 2015, according to IMDb. At number 10, we have uh, The Avengers, Age of Ultron. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I, I, it wasn't as good as the first one. No, it wasn't. And um, it was, yeah, it, it was good, but it was kind of what you expect now. Okay, uh, number 9, uh, Ant Man. Ant Man was wicked. I really enjoyed that. It was a very good film. I think that was uh, that's my favourite Marvel standalone film so far. I think. So number eight, I never considered seeing it. No, it is good. Um, number eight is Ex Machina, which I haven't seen yet. I've seen that and was disappointed, but I had very high hopes for it. It was okay. Um, I'm in the middle of watching that. It's on my recording thing. It was a bit by the numbers. You yeah, you could kind of see what was going. It was fine. I I liked it, but not not film up year. Okay, mm. uh, number seven was Kingsman: The Secret Service. It was fucking awful. It was quite bad. It was entertaining, but it wasn't very good. Yeah, I, uh, I really hated that film. Okay, uh, number six is Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which I've never heard of, but is apparently a Sundance winner. I liked that more than I thought I would. It was. It's very indie, as you can probably tell from the Sundance connection. And uh, have you seen Fifty Fifty? With Joseph Gordon-Levitt having cancer and sort of yes, yeah, it was yeah. similar vibe to that, uh, not as good, but it was yeah, I liked it. It was okay. Okay, uh, number five is uh, Sicario. Uh, I haven't seen it. I've heard it's good. No, okay, uh, number four, Straight Outta Compton. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's shit. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, Apparently, it has opened the door for other rap and hip-hop stories to be brought potentially to the big screen, which, you know, could go either way, I guess. Mm. Uh, number three, uh, The Martian. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's excellent. I, I have not seen it. The book. book is really, really good. Uh, number two is Mad Max. Oh, I didn't like that. I've not seen it either. I need to watch my films. I found it very, very dull. And uh, IMDb's number one film of 2015, Inside Out. Oh. Uh... The Pixar one about the things in the head, in the body. Oh, right. It was good. It left me a bit cold. I didn't like it as much as I expected to. So that brings us on. Uh, that that's any, Has anyone else got any films that they want to uh, add into the list? I'm just trying to think of anything else I've seen that I thought was really good, but I uh, well, it was. San Andreas came out last year, so that, that can't be yeah. included. But, I mean, that is the best film that's ever been made, so mm. yeah. anything else okay. is going to be... So I guess next then is TV. Yes. So, so do do we want to do the IMDb top ten first? Um, why the fuck not? Okay. Why? So at number ten is the Flash. Uh, I I haven't seen this. When did uh, Flash start? It was started last uh, year and ended this year, didn't it? So yeah, I guess it counts. I've only seen series one. Series two is is been really good so far. Right. Um, I haven't watched. I haven't started it yet. Series one. I liked, but not as much as I liked Arrow. Yeah, but it was sort of at the same time. Have you Arrow watched? Arrow, have you worse. seen the current season of Arrow? Yeah, no, I haven't seen the current season of anything. Because uh, that's that's they've they've really improved it over last season. It can't have been any worse, can it? No, uh, but they've picked, it's it's stepped up a lot. So uh, number nine is True Detective, which I haven't seen. Um, I couldn't be bothered with the first series. I haven't watched the second. Um, first one, I watched a couple of episodes. Couldn't see what everyone was wanking themselves silly about, and, uh, and gave up. Okay, uh, number eight is Fear the Walking Dead, which apparently is a spin-off of The Walking Dead. I've not bothered to watch that yet. Nope. Uh, number seven is Orange is the New Black. Uh, this year's this year's season was not as good as the first two. It was okay, and it got better towards the end, but it wasn't you know, it wasn't as good as the first two series. That seems to, that's what IMDb says. <laughs> like, yep. still understand. Uh, number six, American Horror Story. I haven't watched it. No. I haven't watched it either, so can't really comment. Uh, number five is Narcos. Not watched it. Supposed to be very good. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, number four, Daredevil. 
Oh, um, I didn't like that as much as everybody else seemed to. I uh, really enjoyed it, it. It got really good towards the end, but I found it. It took me a long time to get into it. I I found I really enjoyed it at the start, and then it kind of in the middle I kind of lost interest a bit, but then it really picked up again towards the end. So I'm looking mm. forward to see what they do with a, a second series. Yeah. Uh, although I have to say, on the sort of. I don't like the Netflix model of all the episodes releasing at one in one go, because I, I appreciate the the concept of like being able to binge watch it. But the problem is, it means that if for whatever reason I don't have sixteen hours spare to sit through and binge <laughs> it on the day it releases, I've got a good chance of a bunch of bell ends on the internet spoiling stuff for me. Like yeah. I, would, I would much prefer if, even if they just did like they released one episode a day for like two weeks or yeah, whatever. That, I think that would suit me because. Um... I don't have to wait a week between each episode, yeah, but I fi- don't like everything in one go. Because the final series of Breaking Bad was shown at US Pace on Netflix, and it was frustrating having to wait a week between them on yeah. Netflix. You don't, yeah, it's not what you're used to with that. But yeah, I think yeah, releasing a bit of a stagger would be would be nice. Yeah, I think so. Um, so number three is Arrow. Yeah, I haven't seen any of this year's. Uh, last year's was was awful. It did really go downhill, but to be honest, this this season so far has been really good. Uh, I've been really enjoying it. Um, and then they they just done the like their their almost season, uh, mid season finale was the um, their they did a, like a crossover between Flash and Arrow. So they're set up for um, the Legends of Tomorrow thing that's launching next year. Oh yeah, which is like just a massive ensemble cast of fucking everybody, mm. um, which could be good or horrendous depending on which way it goes. Um, number two is The Walking Dead, which I don't watch. But um, I think I'm a season behind on that as well. But I've been enjoying that up until the first couple of seasons were really good. Then it tailed off, and now it's getting really good again. But I haven't watched any of the current one. And in a move that will surprise nobody, number one is Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's um... I lost it in the end. It was just after the guy got his eyes like poked into his head, and then it sort of. I don't know. It stopped being fun somehow. I have it. stopped caring. I think that's yeah. the biggest difference for me. Is I I don't care as much. I mean, it's fine, but I yeah, it made me not care as much. Yeah, you just it works in the books that people die every five seconds, but it just because all the deaths are you can't have someone really die off screen in in the TV. It's just yeah. oh he died, oh he died, oh he died, oh he died, he died too, and you just it. It translated really well for the first two seasons, and then it just... It, I don't know. I feel overwhelmed by it and just not... I got to the point where I realised there's no point in putting any emotional investment into any character because they could die at any second. And yeah. that made me stop caring, and I haven't enjoyed it as much since I then. I think it's the problem. Like Everyone's been like, oh, Game of Thrones is amazing because like, no character's safe. And it's like, yeah, but there's a difference between a show that isn't afraid to potentially kill off a major character where there's actually some suspense because <coughs> genuinely anyone's life is is you know is subject to danger and you don't get the standard thing of like well I know they're going to be safe in the end because they're not going to kill off a main character and the game of thrones style thing of we're just going to fucking kill everybody so like you know there's a good ch- like there's a high chance that your favorite character is going to die rather than just some suspense that they might yeah game of thrones has got to the point where it's anyone could live who knows <laughs> somebody might mm, and yeah. yeah they've they sort of flipped that over a bit so, were there any other TV shows that you watched this year that you thought were really good? Um, yeah, there's loads, but I can't remember any of them. I mean, that doesn't have any English ones. And um, I'm sure there's no. been at least three or four quite good English ones. Um, well, aside from I English ones, I've... I, Mr. Robots on Amazon. Mr. Robots. Oh, yeah, I've heard good things about that. That, that was really good. Oh, Bosch uh, on Amazon was excellent. I don't think I've seen that. It's mm. um, based on the Michael Connolly novels about a detective Bosch, and uh, it, yeah... It was very true to the books, and I liked that a lot. I quite enjoyed um, the Limitless TV series. I um, watched that, yeah. That's been quite fun. Um, and also uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, I've got... That's been quite entertaining so far. never really enjoyed anything to do with Evil Dead. So well, I, I mean, I haven't particularly, but it is it is quite fun. Like, it's it's a lot of sort of practical special effects, and, I mean, it's Bruce Campbell playing Bruce Campbell, which is always fun to watch. Um so there's anything else that I've watched this year that's been this year. Peep Show has just finished, and the last series of that was really good, which was a sort of a big surprise. Oh, Catastrophe, that's what I was trying to think of. Catastrophe started last year, um, and it was on again this year, and it is 
brilliant. I think actually it might have been both series this year, thinking about it. It might have been earlier this year, but it's uh, Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan. And have you seen any of it? No, I've seen various bits about it, but I haven't seen any of it. It's um, Rob Delaney gets her pregnant on a one night stand while he's in London. Um, and so then it's about, you know, it's about how they decide to make go of it and uh, get married and have the baby. And it's just so funny and really touching and moving and it's uh i you know i couldn't recommend that any more highly that is definitely my tv of the year mm, okay i might have a look at that bang we've got a an actual award for what that means to them fantastic and also i watched this year this is england night well I, I watched all of them all of the this is england's this year uh but this is england 90 was on this year and have you seen any of those no i don't think so it is remarkable the i uh, i don't know how to describe it I sound like a dickhead but it i haven't felt that many emotions from a tv program ever before i don't think and it consistently sort of gets you it, it, um because it, it's all kind of improvised the characters um are written but then the the actors are left to you know say what they want and then they it's it's edited I guess quite savagely because it's it, it feels tight. It doesn't feel like a Seth Rogen film where just people labour a joke for twenty minutes and the audience die. Um, but yeah, it's it's very powerful, um, very yeah um, good. Basically, is cool. my uh, yeah. So watch all of this is England, including this England ninety, which wasn't as good as the other two series. The film I didn't like at all. Uh, but it works much better as as telly. Uh, I just found a list of, uh, according to an English person, what are the best uh, things, what was on telly this year, and uh, that reminded me of those two. Oh, excellent. Oh, I think that's our, our of the years uh, thoroughly covered. Uh, well, we've got um, the best albums of 2015 so far in The Guardian as well, so maybe we can comment on some of these. Okay, so let's, yep. let's hear it then. So somebody called Slater Kinney, No Cities to Love, no clue. No, uh, Bjork, Valkinu, uh, Valnikiu, uh, an Icelandic word that I can't say. Didn't know I she had a new. No, I, I remember hearing about her having a new album, but I haven't heard it. Uh, Mark Ronson, Uptown Special, which I like the Uptown Funk song, but I haven't heard anything else from that. It also sounds like the sort of thing that you walk into a shop and ask for, and they give you drugs, or mm. a really awful kebab. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Natalie Prass. No idea. No. Dan Mangan and Blacksmith, Club Meds. What? <coughs> nope. You're just saying random words now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think that is, that is music industry, isn't it? Uh, Bell and Sebastian apparently had a new album out this year. They're still going, Jesus. Apparently so, and they, they make some nice little tunes, so that might be okay. And somebody called Panda Bear, whose album is called Panda Bear Meets the Grim Reaper. <laughs> okay. is that? It sounds like a particularly like dark and gritty TV show for kids. It's like the new, <laughs> CB, the new CBB show. <laughs> Uh, it's described as more of the playful, psychedelia-inspired and experimental music we come to expect from the Animal Collective band member's solo project. Okay. Fine, whatever. Well, that was January. So then February... Fucking hell. Uh, Bob Dylan, Shadows in the Night. Uh, mm-hmm. Confused me that he's still alive, but fine. Um, a load of people I've never heard of. Oh, Drake, if you're reading this, it's too late. Um, I completely don't get Drake. No, no. Either. I thought Hotline Bling was one of the worst things I've ever heard. Marina and the Diamonds had an album in March, apparently. They were quite good four or five years ago. I haven't heard their new album. I haven't, I don't listen to new music. Um, no. I was just going through my um, music collection and looking at all the albums I've added recently, and there's like a uh, bit of Arcade Fire. Um, I like the Imagine Dragons album, actually. That was all right. Um, I've got some uh, The Wurzels, Fleetwood Mac, U2... New doesn't seem to be very good at the moment. Have either of you listened to anything by Caravan Palace? No, nope. nope. never heard of them. I will send you a YouTube link thing. Oh, the video, and this is just really bizarre and mental. Um, but I've quite enjoyed their their latest album, just called Robot. It's a sort of French electronic sort of swing. <laughs>
got a record spinning You feel the rhythm going Legs and good time to lay low Your knees are bending So it's time to get up and let go I like that. That was uh, that was enjoyable. Who is that yeah. by? Caravan Palace. Okay, I'm going to look uh, for that. Uh, what is law on putting music in podcasts? I think it's basically fine. Uh, it's it? fine if it's for uh, like critical review. Oh, okay. um, well, that's what we're doing. Um, have you heard of Nathaniel Rateliff? No, don't think so. Uh, this is a song by him and his band Night Sweats, which is an excellent name for a band uh, that I heard the other day, and I haven't been able to get it out of my head for about two weeks now. say uh, that's probably my song of the year because that's the only song I think I've heard that came out this year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's uh, called SOB and it is excellent. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. So, um, we're in danger of like turning into a proper people who know what they're doing now, so to avoid that happening, I would like to declare war on a podcast called Geek News Radio. Yeah, I saw this. is there any particular reason or do you just want to have a, like a, a podcast that we have a feud with? Well, uh, a bit of both. Um, they, I think, I think they just released the second episode. Uh, I'm bothered to listen to it because I haven't subscribed to it because uh, don't want to touch their numbers. I need to find a way of uh, bootlegging it. Um, but it's two, uh, I think, possibly in the future, sometimes three blokes who are geeky talking about stuff. Where have I heard of that formula before? It does sound like you know. Uh... Describe the shit that we talk about as stuff, though. Of course, it's stuff. Our yeah. tagline is even it's three blokes talking about stuff. Oh, is it? Yeah. I should check up on these things. I mean, it was also the formula for every other podcast that's ever existed, but that's not the point. They are ripping our shit off, and I'm not having it. So I think we officially declare war on Geek News Radio. Um, and even, do you know what? One of them is German, so that's just pissing <laughs> all over our chips. Mm. We haven't even got a fucking foreign guy on. It's they're just mm, not. Happy. I mean, te- technically, we have we 
we're not even like we haven't we we haven't even got a northerner or like a yorkshireman or like uh i don't know a proper brummy or a welshman or a scotsman like we haven't uh, even got any diversity within our own bloody country no i mean um sharon in uh, in the marketing department emailed me the other day and she said that our our demographic is is very very uh narrow yeah i i mm. So, I mean, they're already jumping on Is the... Is our demographic us? Well, yeah, basically. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so they, they... And they've... I mean, I don't know what their listening numbers are, but I guarantee you it's considerably higher than ours. So they're, they're already leapfrogging us, and it is not on. So how are we going to take them down? Adam, you're, you know computers. How do you do hacking? Um, I, I think, like, you, you like, have to get lots of monitors. I mean, I haven't got enough monitors to hack. Um, you need at least three or four on like arms. Um, I, could, I could probably do hacker typing. Like, you've got access to a load of displays, haven't you? Um, like, what we need to what we need to do is make like all the screens in like New Street Station come up with like kind of all kinds of weird patterns, and then like a skull appears and it starts like making noise, and then like the recorded message plays. Mm. Well, one of the um, hosts does live in Birmingham, so that would be we we'd have to sort of tag him somehow. Uh, and then as he's walking through the station, you you say go, and I press the button, and then, I mean, yeah, software being what it is, it may work immediately. There may be a bit of a delay on. <laughs> I guarantee at some stage it will it will happen while he's in the at least the city. Okay, and you'll he, see about it on the news if nothing else. This will be the hacker equivalent of that wonderful burn you figure out. As you're like three blocks away, having walked past the person who's insulted you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would be we, we'll come up running up behind him and, and show him a picture and say, "Look, this basically just happened when you were next to that screen, but give or take five minutes, yeah. and it would have been fucking sick." And then punch him in the balls. Um, I'm not going all the way to Germany to punch a man in the balls. Not not again. Um, you might like it. Jesus, Daniel, that is unbelievably racist. Oh my god! Come on, mate. Yeah. I thought we were getting into declaring war on them. Yeah, we're not going to yeah, say that... Yeah, declare war on an entire country. We're not going to say that Germans get off on being punched in the balls, though. Come on. Yeah. Even... Stand, I say. Yeah. Well... We've said worse shit on this thing. It's fine. You, you probably punch more Germans in the balls than I have, so... Mm. We would like to make it known that the Two Star Podcast does not in any way endorse the words of Daniel Mercer. His opinions are his own and not associated with the podcast. Yeah, that's, in fairness, I, I disassociated myself with you long before you disassociated yourself with me. Well, I disassociate myself with both of you. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, Geek News Radio also quite often have people um, typing quite noisily in the background and Googling stuff that they're talking about, and I think I know who invented that formula. Yeah, it, it does sound like, you know, I mean, have they, have they got no original points here? Um, they, I think they Are intend they to talk about Linux at some point, and I would be completely lost. Uh, no. Well, uh, are we good? Uh, we're we're endorsed by the podcasting council, podcasting council of Great Britain, so yeah, they wouldn't. We're, be we're officially be, good. They wouldn't be able to be endorsed by that because they've got a German uh, guy. Yeah, exactly. They'd have to go straight to the. Um, they'd have to go to the European Commission for podcasting. Yeah, and that's and, a complete bastard to get and into. The backlog and red tape on the, yeah. on there. They they're going to be years off getting any kind of recognition there. So we do have that on them. Mm. Uh, I would say that we are not good, but we're also very much not bad. And I would say they are probably more not bad than we are. Shit. Yeah. So are, are we going to be shooting ourselves in the foot then by trying to bring them down? Clearly, um, well, no, we can't bring ourselves up, so that only leaves one option. Yeah, I mean, e- either we have to get better, which is I think you know we've established after what episode is this? Like twenty twenty nine after. 29 episodes i think we've established that that's not going to happen yeah, so we, we, need, we found our level that's good we need to take them down that's the only possible um route open to us so uh yeah. hear this geek news radio you have made some very powerful enemies and also the two-star podcast and also the two-star podcast and the powerful enemies you have made are going to take you down. And if they don't, then we, I suppose, will have to. And um, I know about how to call you dickheads, I suppose. So that's my that's what I can bring to this. Uh, Dan, what are you going to do to bring them down? 
Well, I'm not sure, but I'm hoping that given we've established I'm at best not bad at podcasting, maybe I've got a secret skill at taking down other people's podcasts. I mean, I've got to be good at something, right? Oh, you could be the uh, Trojan horse. We could send you to guest on there, and you could um, basically just do what you did for us. (laughs) 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 Oh, that made me laugh more than it should have done. No, I enjoyed that. that it's, the, it's the bitter truth uh, <laughs> tang to that, isn't it, really? But... Aww. Yeah. Um, well, the good news is that I am in with the uh, extremist terrorist uh, organisations, and as I established oh, yeah. in the last podcast, I'm also likely a cyber terrorist. Oh, that's true, yeah. So you could um, hack into their computers and make them explode, like at the beginning of Die Hard 4.0. Yeah, um, because, you know, and, and I'm sure, like, I can, I can you know, Something to do with ISIS. I don't know. I, as I said, I'm not very good with this whole terrorist sympathizer thing. I didn't even realize I was one. But We could declare jihad on them. Would that work? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what it involves. Not the terrorist. Okay, right. Geek News Radio, jihad on you. Jihad, jihad. I think that's I'm what sure you do. this is just as racist as good. How, how do you issue a fatwa? I think you have to be some in some like position of authority. I don't think you can just no. do it as a random person. Fuck's sake. All right, well, jihad then, and uh, I mean, we're not going to blow you up because that's a bit over the top. But we uh, will certainly, like, you know, tell people you're not, not, you're not all that. And uh, how do you like that? Yeah. So you need to change your formula, toot sweet boys, and um, stop uh, being very lo-fi. I mean, if you know, be really polished and good at what you do, and then you're no threat to us. So uh, no, no issue with that. Yeah. Mm. But we've, um, we've carved our little niche here. It's all yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, and we're not having you digging more shit into it than we're already filling it with. Stay away from our shit-filled niche. Uh... <laughs> <coughs> oh, I'm never going near a shit-filled niche again. <laughs> right, well, I think the podcast is descending into what it was always destined to descend into. Um, so before we go, I would like to share the greatest Christmas song of all time with uh, with our listeners. Daniel, what do you think is the best Christmas song? The Venga Boys Christmas special. Alright, Daniel's not allowed to talk anymore. Adam, what do you think is the best Christmas song? Uh, I don't know, actually. Um, trying to think of something that isn't really annoying. Well, you, it's the Pogues, so I don't even know why you're thinking about it, really. It's an easy... Pogues mm-hmm. or Shaking Stevens. Or the piano bit at the beginning of Mariah Carey, but then not the rest of it. No. And the best opening line to a Christmas song is Elton John's, I don't know what it's called, but the opening line is, Welcome to my Christmas song, which is just pleasant, I think. Oh, statement of fact. Yeah. it's. Uh, I th- I would like to be welcomed into more songs, really. But I used to think it was the Pogues, and then I heard this. Uh, this is by Yellow Man, and I won't give away the title because uh, that will give away exactly what's going on, but I'd like you t- uh, to leave you with, oh God, imagine if we were slick and knew what we were doing. So, um, Merry Christmas to all, all our listeners from myself, Graham, from Adam. Merry Christmas. And from Dan. Ta-da. Merry Christmas. I said you're not allowed to talk anymore. Uh, and you this. Be talking I want. Okay. And this is Yellow Man. Oh, for fuck's sakes, YouTube. Does this have something to do with Shut Yellow Man? Shut up. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you. Christmas and a reggae new year. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae new year. On the kill man, you welcome Kevin Kana Luciana. You welcome Sizzler and Shaba. Christmas, we wish you a reggae Christmas, we 